You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Your New Puppies Podcast. I'm Debbie and today we're going to talk about what it takes to raise two puppies at the same time. Getting two puppies can be a very appealing idea. We usually think about how they'll play together, they'll keep each other company, they'll exercise each other, and when it comes down to it, there is nothing more adorable than two puppies curled up napping together. We understand that it's going to take more work. I mean, it's obvious there's two puppies. There's going to be more work involved. Definitely double the expenses. But what we don't realize is that it doesn't take twice the work to raise two puppies. It takes three times the work. And that's because you need to spend time with, train, and bond with each puppy separately. And then you need to train, bond, and spend time with the puppies together as a pack. And there's a few reasons for this. The first one that usually comes up is litter mate syndrome. And that's where two puppies from the same litter can bond so thoroughly with each other that they don't bond with their humans and they don't interact with the world around them in the right way. And to raise a puppy to become a well-behaved dog, you need that bond with each one of them to be able to train your puppy, to train them and tell them what to do. If they're so bonded with each other that they don't really bond with you and they don't really care about you, then you're going to have two puppies that are really hard to train and do not listen to you. So that's why it's really important to spend time with each puppy separately developing that bond. You also need to do formal training with them separately. When teaching them something new, teaching two puppies at the same time is extremely difficult. And what's going to happen is one dog is always going to get it before the other. And that one is going to get frustrated when you're still trying to teach the other one. So you have to train them each separately to bring them to the same level and then bring them together and train them together because that is like training a third dog because now they have each other as a distraction and these two dogs are going to be more confident with each other which means that they might not really feel the need to listen to you and maybe playing with each other is more rewarding to them than what you have for them. And way back when, before I even knew any of this, I did adopt two puppies from the same litter. Technically, one was mine and one was my dad's. But we lived, my dad and I live next door to each other and we share one big fenced-in backyard. So these two guys were pretty much raised together, but we kind of accidentally did things correctly because they did sleep in separate houses. Chan slept in my house. Danny slept in his, especially at first. And you know, I would take Chance out to, you know, the park or to a friend's house and my dad would do the same thing with Danny. But most of their days were spent together. And when I did take Chance out and say I was doing some off-leash stuff, maybe we went into the woods or went hiking or something, 
I he was really good he had some really good off-leash skills we you know I knew he wasn't gonna go far and he would come back to me and my dad had the same relationship with Dan but if we took them out together even if both of us were there they were gone they were halfway into the woods tracking some smell because they had each other they did not care about the slow two-legged humans that were calling them and following them we never got to the point where the two of them could be off-leash together. Individually, they were fine. Together, not so much. So it can get tricky. But if you've trained them each separately and you know that they individually know the skill, then that's definitely going to help when you bring them together. You also have to make sure that they are okay with being separated. Back in episode 22, I talked about separation anxiety. There, I talked about a dog being separated from their human. But here you have to make sure that they're okay with being separated from each other because you want to make sure they are just as confident and function just as well by themselves as they do when their sibling is there. Because as I mentioned before, together they're definitely going to have more confidence. But you want them to have that same confidence even if their sibling's not there to be able to function properly in the world around them because what will happen is they'll become very insecure, very unsure, and very distressed if they're not used to being alone without their sibling. Okay, so what exactly do we need to do? So the very, the most basic thing that you're going to do is separate crates. That is non-negotiable. They need to have separate crates. You can put the crates in separate rooms. You don't have to It's kind of an extra bonus thing. You might not even have the room to do that, and that's okay. Um, But if you notice that, you know, you're really having trouble, you know, say when they're together or when they're playing, you might as well be a piece of furniture for all they listened and acknowledge you. But it may not be absolutely necessary to put the crates in separate rooms. That's going to depend on what's happening. And then other than that, your dogs are still going to spend most of their time together. I want you to have at least one activity a day that you're doing with each dog separately. And the easiest way to do this is to use teamwork. Now, if it's just you and two puppies, first of all, you are brave and I give you a lot of credit. You might have to recruit some help, whether it's a pet sitter or a daycare or simply a friend to help you out. But if you have two adults in the household, then, you know, each one take a dog separately whether it's you're simply spending time with them, maybe you're taking them out out somewhere, maybe just for a ride in the car or to a park, or maybe you're just simply in two separate rooms. One's in the backyard, one's inside the living room. Whatever it is, as long as they're apart enough where they're not aware of each other's presence and you spend some time with them. Maybe you're just playing with them, maybe you're doing some formal training, and then you switch. And then maybe the whole family goes out for a walk together. You know, so each adult, each one of you is spending time with each dog separately. They're getting their special bonding time. They're getting their training time. And then the whole pack is going to do something together. When socializing them, when bringing them outside the house to experience new things, you say you like to bring your dogs to your kid's soccer game or some other outside activity where dogs are allowed. One time you go, you bring one puppy and you leave the other one home. It sounds mean. It sounds like that's not what I want to do. But you want them to be able to handle that and be okay with it. One time you bring one puppy and then the next time you bring the other. That way the one puppy who's home alone 
gets used to being home all alone with or without their sibling. And the other one gets to interact with the outside world without their sibling. And then another time you bring both of them. So they get to be together and they get to experience everything together. You can do the same thing if you have a daycare, if you have the resources for that. Because I actually think it's even more important to socialize your puppy with other dogs when they have a sibling at home. Just because your dog has another dog at home does not mean they are well socialized with other dogs. That just means that they're well socialized with that one dog. Every single dog out there has a different personality, a different play style. Their body language is slightly different and it's really important as puppies that they learn from as many well socialized dogs as possible. So if they get to go to a daycare, they get exposed to lots of different well socialized dogs and you can do one time one puppy, another time the other puppy, and then another time send them together. So just one activity a day, maybe most of the time it's something small where you're just staying at home but just spending time with them separately. And then maybe once or twice a week or you do something that takes more time, like you send one to daycare or you take one out. Anything that fits into your schedule. We are going to have to make a conscious effort to do this. It's really, really easy to get into that place where you're like, oh, they're entertaining each other. That gives me a break. I'm going to go over and do this. But if you do that too often, we may start to develop some some training issues. A couple exceptions is that potty training can be done together. In fact, you should do it together. But what you're going to do is you're going to follow the least common denominator. In other words, the puppy who needs to get out the most often, that's the schedule you're going to keep. You're going to keep both of them on that same schedule. I also think that walks can always be done together. If you need to do leash training, then it is going to be easier to do it separately. But once you get that settled, walks can always be done together as a pack. This takes a lot of work. A lot of trainers out there will say, do not get two dogs at the same time. Because most people aren't prepared for the amount of work that it takes. But it can be done. It can be done. It's just a lot of effort and a lot of work. And if you're prepared for it, go for it. But if you're thinking this is a whole lot of work and I'm not sure if this is feasible, but I really do want two dogs, this is my advice. Get one dog and then you're going to wait at least six months. That's the minimum. Ideally, I'd like you to wait 18 months to two years because by then most of your intense puppy training is over. Training goes on for the rest of their lives, but that intense puppy training is over and you're going to have that established bond with this dog and you're you're also going to understand their personality very well, which is going to allow you to adopt the second dog that's going to fit into your family with your current dog. For example, if you have a dog that loves, loves, loves their toys, they're like obsessed with their toys, you're going to want to look for a dog that might that might seem to not really care about them right? Or if you have a super, super active dog that you have trouble keeping up with, maybe getting another super active dog, eh, not a great idea. Maybe you want to try to get a lower energy dog. So you'll be able to think about things like that. And the fact that they're going to be those two different ages changes the dynamic. So you don't have the same risks as above. And this older dog who already kind of knows their training will actually help the younger dog learn it. No matter what you choose to do, one puppy, two puppy, 10 puppies. The work intensifies, but it is always rewarding. 
And that is all I have for you for today. I will be speaking with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com. Hello, Debbie here. I just wanted to pop back in to let you know about my brand new four-week puppy course. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy or maybe you already have one, this is my new four-week course where I go over all the stuff that you need to get through puppyhood. So it's a lot of stuff that I talk about on the podcast, but I go into greater detail and throughout the course you have direct access to me to answer all of your questions. And there's even an option for a one-on-one training video session with me throughout the course. So if you're interested, you can head over to playtimepause.com forward slash puppy, and I hope to see you over there. Bye for now.